Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. As everyone is well aware, we are nearing the end of the year. And I don't know about you guys, but time is absolutely flying. Realizing a lot of the events that I have going on are next week and the week after. (laughs) And the fact that that's already here is just like, wow, okay, yeah, we are here. It's time. And with it being the holiday season and nearing the end of the year, it can feel like we have so much extra being added to our plates with longer to-do lists, feeling like we have more obligations, more social outings, and possibly having more tasks for work. And so just due to the nature of this time of year, it can feel particularly stressful and overwhelming. And due to that, I thought it would be a great topic to touch on and talk about what we can do to help ourselves handle the stress and overwhelm that may come along with this time of year. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about what you want out of your holiday season and what can help make that happen. We're going to touch on a study that examined what helped people have more positive experiences before and after the holidays. We're going to discuss taking responsibility for what we can control, and I'll end with some tips for handling stress and overwhelm. A major theme of this topic as a whole and everything I'm going to touch on is reframing, being able to reframe our thoughts and the way that we're choosing to perceive things. A lot of what's going to help you have a more calm, peaceful, enjoyable time is being able to reframe situations and shift what you're focusing on. We can't control all the thoughts that run through our head, but we are always able to pause, notice where our thoughts are, reframe things, look at things from a different angle or see things from another perspective and shift what we're choosing to focus on. So that's something to just always keep in mind because our experience, the way we experience something, how things make us feel, what may cause us to respond in different ways is the way that we are thinking about something or the way that we're perceiving it. So if we can reframe that, That's how we can create a different experience for ourselves. So I want you to really think about for a moment, how do you want to feel during this season? No matter what the rest of the year looks like for you, how do you want to feel during this time? And what actions, behaviors, or routines are going to help you feel this way? These may feel like very like, uh, duh, type of questions, or kind of silly, but these are the questions that are going to help set you up for you having a better experience during this time. A lot of times what feels silly or like it's not actually going to make a big difference really is all about just helping us be more intentional with our lives. And that is the key to making a difference. That's usually the key to us getting what we want. So (laughs) Take a moment, answer those questions for yourself. You know, we may find ourselves saying we don't have time to plan meals, work out, or take any kind of time for ourselves right now. But in reality, those are the things that are going to support our mental health and well-being and help us feel and show up in the ways that we want to, which is going to create a much better experience. You know, are we wanting to feel peaceful, calm, joyous? maybe present or connected, really getting to connect with the people around us and with our loved ones. And whatever it is that you want to feel 
and I would encourage maybe honing in on just one or two things specifically, what kinds of actions are going to help you feel that way and how can you implement some of those actions into your life during this time? Now, one thing that I want to have you pause here is that typically our brains are automatically going to jump to planning and envisioning what may be the most ideal scenario. So for example, we may go, okay, I know if I keep up with my workout routine, that is going to help me feel calmer. It's going to help me feel more at peace. And so I have to keep up with that. I have to keep up with my typical routine of going to the gym five days a week. Totally understandable why our brains want to think that way. But I just want to have you pause and also think about what this time requires from you and how your routines and systems may look different from their norm. And then reevaluate if you need to change your expectations for yourself for this time specifically. Maybe for these last three weeks of the year, sticking with your normal gym routine, going to the gym five days a week for an hour to an hour and a half at a time, isn't quite in the cards. Or maybe that would be putting too much on yourself. It might add more stress and overwhelm to be creating that as a non-negotiable. But maybe keeping up with, I'm going to move my body for 30 minutes every day, no matter what that looks like, maybe that's more doable. And that's just an example to help get the point across. But point being, our brains typically want us to go (laughs) in a certain direction and do something in a specific way. We kind of shoot for the moon automatically, even if it doesn't feel that way. So I just want to reiterate, Think about what this time specifically is going to require from you, how your routines and systems may look different from normal, and maybe let go of doing things in that ideal way and have an option B or C that still supports and benefits you. And what you can do as well is create three different options for yourself. You can have your ideal scenario that you're aiming for, and then you can create a bare minimum for yourself. I'm aiming to keep up with my normal five days a week workout routine. My bare minimum for myself is going to be to move 30 minutes a day, no matter what that looks like. And then you can also create a middle ground option as well. And writing that down and actually thinking about what those three things specifically are is going to be really helpful because if when we try to make decisions in the moment that can lead to more stress and overwhelm and more cognitive resources than maybe our brain wants to have in the moment. So if we go ahead and have those three options, then it's very easy to aim for one or to know, okay, this is what I wanted to do. This isn't happening. Here's my backup plan. It's already there. You already know exactly what to do instead of negotiating in your head what you're going to do. And then maybe that leading to not doing anything at all or way more overwhelm. Not what we want, right? So think about what you want to keep up with during this time that is going to help you feel how you want to feel, but allow that to also look different than maybe it normally would. You know, staying active may look like playing pickleball with your friends or family instead of your normal lifting routine. Sticking with eating healthy may look like keeping protein and veggies in the mix instead of aiming to eat perfectly at every meal. 
Having you or recharge time may mean sitting in a room alone for 15 minutes instead of whatever you would normally do or would want to do, but you're still making that time and that's still doing something for you. And that's the whole point, right? Dropping it completely, even though it isn't what might help you the most or what may seem like the most beneficial thing, it's still doing something for you. And that's what we want to keep up with. So I subscribe to a monthly mindset and behavior education membership called Change Academy with Karin Nordine and her business, Body Brain Alliance. And just as a sidebar, it's a fantastic resource. I highly recommend checking it out. But last month, we learned about a study that looked at what led people to have more positive experiences pre and post holiday. So basically, there's this holiday happiness curve where people experience heightened positive emotions during the holiday, but beforehand and afterhand, they report having a more negative experience. And while it's great that people are having positive, more positive experiences during the actual holiday, it would be even better if we were having more positive experiences surrounding the holiday as well. So that's what they set out to look at. And there were three key takeaways from the study. So one, people who were looking forward to the holidays were happier pre-holiday. It is so understandable if your brain is currently focused on the aspects of the holidays that induce feelings of stress, overwhelm, or negative anticipation, but we can always redirect our focus to aspects of the holidays that we do really enjoy, even if those are just small, tiny, individual moments here and there. So this comes back to the reframing right? What we're focusing on is what's going to lead to where more of our thoughts are going and induce certain feelings within us. And it's not to override any of that or definitely not to pretend that any of that's not there. This is not positive toxicity where we just pretend negative scenarios don't exist. Those are there, but we can also choose what we focus on. And so we can notice if our brains are focusing on the aspects that are feeling, make us feel very stressed or that, you know, the stuff that we're not looking forward to. But those can also be there, can be truths in our lives, if you will. We don't have to focus on them. We can choose to focus on the aspects that we do enjoy. Number two, those who had more unfinished tasks weren't as happy during the holiday and they felt more negative emotions after the holidays. I totally understand convincing ourselves to put tasks off until after the holidays are over, but I think we can also all agree that we'll be able to be so much more present during the holidays and have a more easeful time transitioning back into work in our normal routine after the holidays if we don't have this mental to-do list in the back of our mind, causing a little bit of anxiety or stress while we're trying to be present with others, knowing we have these things that we need to do. And then following the holidays, if we have this massive to-do list or these big projects that we have to finish, we're going to jump right back into whatever emotions that may evoke in you, whether it's anxiety, stress, overwhelm. We're ramping our nervous system right back up which does not tend to be a positive experience for most. 
So maybe you do have a lot of tasks. And even if accomplishing all of them does not feel doable before you set out on whatever you may be doing during this season, it's still helpful to do more work now rather than leave more work for yourself once the holidays are over. So if you notice your brain saying, you know what, I don't have time or I really don't feel like doing that. I'm just going to do that later. I'm going to do that when I get back after the holidays. That's okay if that's what your brain says. You can come back and say, nope, I know I will have a much better experience during the holidays if I were to go ahead and tackle some of this and then take whatever action is needed. Three, people who spent the weekends after the holidays relaxing reported less of a decrease in positive emotions. So basically, how can you plan some rest and recharge time into your schedule the days or week following the holidays? It's kind of like planning a vacation after your vacation. Again, if we're jumping right back into, even if it's not work stuff or things that you view as stressful, If we're not allowing ourselves to kind of reset our system, have any downtime, have any time to truly recharge our system and our our brain, ourselves, however you view it, that's just not good for our system, for our mental health, our, our well-being as a whole. So if you can go ahead and plan it, especially planning for it now and creating that space now so it's already there as you come out of the holidays, that will be so helpful. So for all of these, they may sound easier said than done, but a little extra intention and effort could have some really big payoffs for your experience right now, your experience during the holidays, and your experience after the holidays. And you don't have to do anything drastically different, but after having that information in your head now, maybe play around with a few things and just see what might work for you. Now let's dive into taking more responsibility for our own experience. There are going to be many things that we may not be able to control, but what we can focus on is what we can control in order to help ourselves make the most of our holiday season, right? We get to control a good chunk of our experience and it is not helpful to have the mindset or talk or believe that we don't. We are not at the mercy of the environment or situation around us, right? No matter what scenario we're in or what we're surrounded by, we still have things we can control. We can still control the things that we decide to do. We can still control our actions. We can still control how we respond And that's so important. And that right there can completely change your experience. And it's so important just in general to not abdicate our responsibility. We can't fully control the food that we're going to be surrounded by, but we can control the food that we bring or the food that we choose to consume. We can't control the decisions the people around us make, but we can control what we decide to do. We can't control others' expectations and feelings but we can control our actions and making sure we're supporting our own needs in whatever way that may look like. We can control the meaning that we assign to things and the perspectives that we choose to have, right? So you can notice when your thoughts are going in a direction of, 
oh, that's just something I can't control or, oh, I just have to eat this way because that's what's going to be there or, oh, I'm just going to have to deal with this situation or this is just how things are. I don't have any control over it. While it is absolutely true that there are plenty of aspects we can't control, instead of giving any of our power away to whatever the environment or situation is, we need to at least acknowledge the aspects that we can control. And this is by no means to push the notion of being perfect with your choices by any means. That doesn't do any good for anybody. But this is to help you take responsibility for yourself back into your own hands instead of just giving it away to whatever is happening around you, which is how we live more intentionally and become the people that we want to be, which equals us feeling the way we want to feel and in many circumstances helps us get what we ultimately desire. So last part of the episode for today, touching on tips for handling stress and overwhelm. If you're experiencing it, overwhelm tends to happen when we perceive that we have more demands on us than what we feel capable of handling or doing in that moment. You know, for example, a very common one is feeling or perceiving that we have way too much to do, but not enough time to get all of that done. This is typically a story that's in our head, a feeling that we have in the moment based on what our brains may be analyzing in that moment. So as I've touched on already, we can always re-perceive things. So it does take slowing down, being able to pause, recognize what your brain is saying, and allowing what your brain is saying to be untrue. Maybe in some circumstances, it's absolutely true, but not always. Many times it's not. Sometimes our brains are a little dramatic, you know, that's just, that's just how it is. So what you can do when you are able to pause, notice where your thoughts are. It can be really helpful to take a few deep breaths or at some point in your day, maybe not right when you're feeling the overwhelm because maybe you're out and about, but maybe at some point in the day, do something that really helps you calm and regulate your nervous system because that just allows us to think more clearly If you're familiar with a physiological sigh, that can be super helpful. And that is something that you can do pretty much anywhere. It's a big inhale followed by a short inhale and then a long exhale. You can do that a few times. It helps calm the nervous system. And then you can think about how could I look at things a little bit differently? What's a way I could reframe this situation or reframe the thoughts that I'm having? How can I acknowledge these thoughts and feelings just as a story that aren't true? And taking it a step further, how can I choose to change the story that I'm telling myself? You can acknowledge what's causing the overwhelm. And if it, there's a list of things, what might be creating the most overwhelm? And go ahead and start taking action towards tackling that. And also just know that We can experience overwhelm and still do the thing. We don't have to let it stop us, especially as usually taking action will help us get out of the overwhelm, depending on the context though. So just be aware of that. And looking a little closer at stress, it is extremely helpful to acknowledge that stress is okay. It's not this terrible, horrible, negative thing. 
Stress is a response that can help us better respond to our circumstances. And here we are again. We can always reframe. You know, we can look at travel for an example. Right now, maybe the thought of going to an airport is just really stressful. And this is not at all about lying to ourselves in any way. But can we shift our focus to some of the aspects that maybe we like about the situation? Is there anything that we can do to prepare that will help us feel less stressed about the situation? Can we reframe or think about things differently? Maybe we play around with viewing it as a fun adventure rather than this annoying, stressful situation. And maybe that's a stretch, but just an example. Let your brain play with it and just see how that goes for you. See what you find helpful. And lastly, we can always do things that are going to help our own stress responses. Maybe we make one kind of small non-negotiable that we know is going to help with this. Maybe that's setting a very specific bedtime for ourselves. Maybe that's specifically sticking with a bedtime routine that we have or a morning routine. Maybe that's staying hydrated. Maybe it's keeping up with moving our bodies. Maybe that's doing a five to 10 minute meditation every day or just taking time to breathe. Maybe it's prepping meals ahead of time, even if it's not what we normally do, just so that's one less thing on our plate as we move through the week. No matter what we have going on, we can still show up for ourselves. Maybe we don't ask too much of ourselves, but we can still show up for ourselves and support ourselves. Because when we do that, when we are supporting ourselves and we do things that will help us be more present, more connected, maybe even just a little calmer, more at peace, happier, then not only do we have a better experience, but we get to show up better for the people around us as well. So that is what I have for you today. It is so appreciated when you share the podcast, send it to someone you know, or share it on social media. I really love getting to chat with you. So if you have any questions or insights, feel free to message me either on Instagram or through my email. I'd really love to hear what your biggest takeaway from this was, what you found the most interesting or what you found to be the most helpful. With that, I hope you have a fabulous day and I will see you in the next episode.